You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, it's a Friday football, Friday on the fan. What's up, the Eddie Scazzeri? Nice to see you in the Jersey Shore guy himself by way of Colonia, by way of Basking Ridge, by way of Matawan, until he finally figured things out and went down to Bradley Beach. His name is Al Dawson Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. Thank you for that lovely introduction. That was quite nice, wasn't it? Yeah, I was perusing Twitter this morning, and I'm going to start with a non-sports situation here for you, uh, Jerry. No. But I, it's, it is music-related, <laughs> which I do love. Okay. So there's a fella on Twitter. His name is Eric Alper, A-L-P-E-R. What's up, Eric Alper? He's a, a, a freelance music uh, public relations writer. He's he's knee-deep in music. He's okay. very involved in music, which yeah. I love. He's he always he's, he's in my wheelhouse. Yes. Anyway, I wanted to see if you could guess this. He wrote, a musician living in the United States needs 3 million plays on Spotify to get how much money? He has the three, figure. 3 million plays. So you put out a song, Jerry. It is a hit. So that's interesting. 3 million people listen to it on Spotify. What are you getting for I that? I was adding songs yesterday, as oh, a matter of fact. All right. And I came across one that I added, and it, I couldn't believe that I actually remembered, not the whole song, there's no way I could do the lyrics of the whole song, but like the first verse, I had a lot of them down, The Trooper by uh, uh, Iron Maiden. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll come back from break with that. That was, that was pretty good. So, and I, I don't remember the amount of uh, plays, but I was impressed by it. And then I was coming across some other ones, and I saw this. some of them have like a billion plays, so three million plays on Spotify, I'm going to say, gets them... What kind of check are you getting for that? $300. Oh. Three hundred dollars? No, three thousand dollars? Twelve thousand dollars? Oh, oh okay. you really underestimated? I, well, because I thought when you three million, because three million plays to me sounds like they'd make a lot of money. So right. I figured we were going the so you went opposite, extreme oh, okay. opposite direction. So that's not bad. That's pretty good. Twelve thousand dollars is not bad. You have a hit song that makes has three million plays on Spotify. You're walking. That's the and the reason why he put that out is that's the poverty line in but, the but U.S. I, oh, okay. So if you have a if you put out a and let's say every year, Jerry, you put out a song that gets three million plays. Yes, you're living in poverty. Good night, everybody. 
if that's all Good you night, do. Everybody. That is. That is all but I do, Jared. And I this, do one hit a year. This was my point. Aren't there songs on Spotify that get billions of plays? There are. But you also got to think of the many, many, many artists that don't get a million plays on well, a song. And it's maybe still... they're not cut out for this business. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's like, that's one song. Right. So, all right. So now I got, I now you're going to do the math. No, 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 no. I'm going to pull out my Spotify because I'm just curious. Just pick me. Give me like one pop. Give me like a popular band. That's all. But this is the problem. If you want a popular band or you want um, somebody who's uh, the teenagers are singing their stupid songs. Mm. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Well, you can make the case. Well, see, but the popular bands probably made their money already. By the way, The Trooper has 325 million plays by Iron Maiden. Okay. That guy's making some cash. That's pretty well, are they? Give me cash. And that's cash. an old song. And that's they've true. made their money already on that. All right, well, screw these guys. Then. No, no, I didn't say that. 325 million, you said? Yeah. Divided by 3 million, right? That's the way we would do this. Equals 108 times $12,000. Yeah. They have made. That's not right. Is they that made right? Twenty billion dollars on the trooper. That means they made one point three million dollars on that song. Let's hear it right now, Jerry. Eddie, pop me up there. Let's actually, do the trooper. You know what? You're not wrong. That's not terrible. <laughs> not great. Three million. This was a band also growing up. I didn't know how people knew them. Like when I was in school, yeah. people would have those Iron Maiden T-shirts. They weren't on MTV. They weren't on the radio. WNOSU, SOU, Seton Hall Station. Yeah. They had no uh, internet. How the and hell they were huge. these songs? What a great intro. I actually popped this up, so I put this on yesterday. So I didn't get home from uh, Rutgers till midnight. Yeah. <laughs> so I got in the car at 3 o'clock. After I, I put this on. I'm like, let's fire me up. That's pretty good. Uh, did Rutgers win or lose? No. They lost. They did lose. Very disappointing. You said there was a... I saw your Twitters, uh, Jerry. You said there was a huge line to get in the building, the longest you've seen. I've never seen it like this, yes. Or the, the Mike Center. This, uh, or the Jersey Mike's Arena. <laughs> the Mike Center. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, this was out the door, down the street, around the diner, and down the street. It was unbelievable. Someone actually took an overhead shot, I guess, from atop one of the buildings. It was insane. And they were the place was packed a half hour before tip off. How about that? But you lost, unfortunately. They did lose. A blowout or the it was a I mean the score was thirteen, but I mean the game was played between Rutgers was up by ten at one point, Michigan was up by eight, Rutgers cut it to one, and then at the end, you know, when they're fouling nonstop to try mm-hmm. and it kind of stretched. But it was really it was very it was a close game. But they, the offense was not there last All night. All right, unfortunate. But you couldn't come home, to the game. Uh, it was a late start. Tipped off at 8.40. A very late start for me, Jerry. At 8.40, I was uh, listening oh, to a screaming Jerry. dog uh, who's got a sprained neck. So I oh, you weren't not... asleep, huh? She keeps wake... She kept waking me every time she moved. She'd go, ah! No, actually, what she's doing, she's going, MRI! MRI! <laughs> get that 6K out! <laughs> $6,000 MRI for a dog. All I got to do, Jerry, is get a song on Spotify for 1.5 million uh, downloads. Why and don't I will... you put Beat Tom Brady up and see if you can get the 3 million downloads? You get 12 grand. You could do two MRIs. One get... for you, one for your dog. <laughs> get MRI for my dog. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, then I thought of this, Jerry. This was something, you know, we always try to come up with uh, digital ideas for the digital team. Of course. And I had this idea a while back, and I just confirmed it using Pete Hoffman as an example. Oh, right. Who was on uh, before us. Yeah. And this is not to pick on Pete because... I don't think I really ever hear Pete. This is like the first time I've heard him really do a show. Is that right? For longer than like two minutes, yeah. By the way, awkward because I went in there, he goes, thanks for not putting me on your four favorite part-timers When list. have you heard him do a show, though? Never. That was the problem point, with Jerry. that. I thought a lot about that list before you get back to your point. I thought a lot about that list in terms of who I picked, who I didn't pick. Half the people I've never heard do a show. Right. Like, I've never heard Connor Green do a show. Me neither. I've never heard until the other day. I've never heard Tom Lugauer solo or really McMonagle. I heard them together. McGonagle. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know. I feel like I eliminated people because I had no reference. That's fair. He's kind of one of them. He is one of them. Yeah. So I'm not picking on Pete because it just confirmed what I came to find out about almost all of the hosts that I'm aware of. Okay. And my idea was that I wanted uh, the digital team. To do a behind-the-scenes video, what do hosts have in front of them sure. to get through and do a four-hour show? Okay. And unfortunately, no one has anything in front of them. In a lot of cases, no. Bizarre. Well, I mean, you do have the computer in front right, of you. Right, but that doesn't count. That's a nice reference. No, no, that's a nice reference. But to have no topics in front of you oh, is no, 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 bizarre. No, different. no like I'm, I read out a show sheet. Like I, right. I, you seemed how I kind of try and lay out the yes. show. It goes off the rails in terms of yeah. sometimes whoever I'm with will hit the topic a lot sooner than I want to. Or like the other day when I had the Yankees written down for 7 a.m. and Boomer made it clear, not interested in talking we about the Yankees today. All right, we got to adjust. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's interesting. Okay, I see what you're saying. So it's weird. So I, I don't know that this video idea is going to work because... Well, what you could do, though, is you could do a behind-the-scenes how they get ready for a show and then follow them in I think people would begins. be shocked, absolutely shocked at what doesn't go on. And I think that would so, you know, it's interesting be impossible about, to put on a video. What's really interesting about that is I remember when we had CMB here. And I felt like people around the station, almost everybody, mm-hmm. I'm not picking on one person, like almost everybody, made fun of the fact that they had a pre-show meeting with a whiteboard and yes. topics trying to figure out what made the most sense to do a three- or four-hour show. Oh, we mocked them, Jerry. Which yeah. I actually thought is how most shows would do it. Right. I appreciate that. And that's really it, not the case, actually. But to your point, I always thought that, that was well thought out. Well, listen, certain things work, certain things didn't work. But I always thought that's how you kind of should do it. Yeah, like I come in here and uh, like drop the live copy off. I don't see anything in front of Geo. Boomer sometimes has like those NFL stat packs oh, that sure, CBS yeah, yeah. sends. Yep. I worked with Craig all those years. He would write down... Like three words. Jot it down. Legitimately yeah, three yeah. words. That was his prep sheet. Pete Hoffman doesn't have anything in front. I went in there. I said to him, I said, uh, I go, well, I was thinking of this idea for digital. But what do you have in front of you? He goes, the internet. Oh, the internet. <laughs> I you have nothing. Well, I guess if you've done it long enough, I would think you've got ideas in your head and you're kind of just working off of kind of the flow of the show. Well, I said to Pete, I said, uh, but Pete said to me, he goes, I, I talk about this. All day long in my personal life. He goes, I'm all I talk about is sports. Yeah, sure. I said, all right. So I said, you're at home. You're playing with your kids and you think of a great idea. Mm-hmm. I, I always go, put it in my phone. I see. Right. I said, do you send yourself a note? No. Hmm. What? Okay. 
I don't know how these guys. I should have done it when CeeLo was in the other day. I should have went to see what he had in front of him. I'm going to do it with Sal when he comes back. I do think, but it feels accusatory when I go in there and ask. For sure, you could do it with Sal though. He wouldn't care. I he's one of those who'll laugh at it. I do think you probably minimize a little bit how much these guys do watch. And no, like how I, I, yes. so like to them like you always say I don't know how you get through a 4 hour show or I don't yes. know how you by yourself talk for an hour and a half or 2 Correct. hours. If you've seen everything and you've got it up here you've kind of got it. I guess I don't have an organized brain. I need Neither to do write I. stuff down. I'm very scattered and I, I'm the same way. I need yeah. to organize even when I'm doing like stuff around the house. I need to make a list so I don't forget four out of the six things on the list. Yes. And I'm walking around saying, hmm, what should I be doing today? But it's and important. It's important, I think, too. Yeah, for me, too. And I was also reading one of these books, Jerry, when I was on the airplane. I was reading one of these, you know, these, like, get organized type books. And the person who wrote this book, I forget who wrote it, said that it, when you when you write things down and put them down into a place that you refer back to, it clears your mind. It does. That it's not, that those things are now not, like, if you think... Hey, I need to make an appointment to see the foot doctor. If you put that down in somewhere mm-hmm. that you're going to reference, that should be out of your mind the rest of the day instead of you constantly thinking, oh, I never called the foot doctor. So I've gotten into a pretty good routine of anything I have to do goes right into my calendar or as set it as an alarm. Nice. And in most cases, it's both. So as a pretty good example, this is a little extreme because I'm not the one that's going to be making the phone call. My cousin's from California. Um, she texted me and said, hey, friend of ours, son's graduating from Alabama, wants to get into the business. He's done communications. Would you talk to him? I said, my pleasure. Give him my number. We texted back and forth. And if I ran over and showed you right now, you would see today at 1230, I have a Dom from California call schedule. Good job by you, So Jerry. I don't forget. So I'm with you. I, I have the brain, uh, pea-sized brain. I actually think I don't the, remember much the book days. was uh, Getting Things Done, which was the book that Howard Stern really got into. Okay. And then he brought in uh, this uh, woman, Marcy, to run the the whole thing, and it freaked everybody out. But <laughs> super organized. Yeah. Get your stuff done. Get it out of your brain. Get it down on paper. You know where I started doing this was my wife was crazy with the Post-it notes. And he's like, why are there Post-it notes all, all over the place? She goes, so I don't forget things. And she never forgot anything. And she put them on the counter, on the refrigerator. And, you know, it made sense. Classic. That's a yeah. classic, Jerry, the and, post-it note. And while I use the phone, she still post-it notes everywhere. That's like people still use the envelope method with their money. Like they get their yes. paycheck. Yes. My mother used to do this. Separate the money for where it has to go to. Yeah, gets mm-hmm. the cash. Then there was a, a gasoline envelope. Yeah. Makes you not overspend. Yeah, there was a food yeah. uh, shopping envelope. We tried that once. I tried that when I lived in my other house when I think it was it was before Joseph was born. So maybe it was, boy, 2008-ish. It was right when I started on this show, I remember. And I said, all right, got a little bit of a raise. We're going to be smart with our money. Here. Envelope system, Jerry. It worked for, I want to say, three or four weeks. And then I realized that I think I had set aside $160 cash a week to go food shopping. I remember my wife came home from Stop and Shop when I'm like, damn. Like you get all this for 160 bucks, and she was like, "Yeah, you wish." I'm like, "But, but that's what you had." 
She goes, you know, I debited the rest. (laughs) No, that's not how it works. (laughs) Right. Uh, The envelope system is off the table now. We never used it since. That was it. I'm like, all right, the hell with it then. I do it for sports talk now, Jerry. I have a a New York Giants envelope that I put. Oh, you do? Yep, but I write down ideas and I slide them in the envelope. I thought it was was for the money you were going to spend on tickets. No, no, no. Empty envelopes. Idea envelope system. (laughs) And then when the show, if I was doing a four-hour show and things were slowing down, I'd be like, let me see what's in the Mets envelope. Let's go to the idea envelope. Yeah. Let me check the Mets idea envelope. Then I would open it, separating them. Well, there's nothing in here. Of course, here, if you were doing a show this week, the, even the Met envelope would have Aaron Rodgers' name in it. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers comes to the Jets, would he would he root for the Mets or the Yankees? He can't pick both. What would he do? We'll what do about a, Derek Carr? We'll do a Twitter poll for you. <laughs> see you, what you think. Right. Would you want Aaron Rodgers here? If he still is going to be rooting for the Brewers, <laughs> I don't want him anywhere near this town. See, you could do a show. You've got great That's ideas. True, Jerry. You got great. You got your post it notes, you got your envelopes, and you got people that would be calling you nonstop. Right. 877 337 6666. You know what ticked me off, Jerry? A lot. Yeah. The Rex Ryan is out of the running for the Bronco job, I don't uh, want defensive him to take, job. I didn't want him to take that as job. As uh, head coach, Vance Joseph is going yeah. back there. I want defense. Rex Ryan as a head coach or keep him on TV. But don't you think. Rex would have to take a defensive coach Maybe. first, then go to head coach. Or a college job if he was interested. That's a good point. I don't know that that fits him because coaching college is really a difficult job, especially with the recruiting aspect of it, the NIL stuff. Right. It's almost like coaching the team is the third most important thing. So it probably doesn't work for him. And you're probably right. He probably does have to get a coordinator's job. I don't want to see it. I want to hear from him. And he's on TV almost every day. I like hearing from him. I also appreciate uh, Vance Joseph. He's go. He was a head coach in Denver. Yeah. He's going back as a defensive coordinator. A lot of people would not do that. Their pride would get in the way. Yeah, unless he's broken, he needs a job. I just look at it this way. I was here doing all this stuff. Now I just have to do defense. This is going to be easy. Mm, yeah, I'll also, be walking in super, super casual, Jerry. Not making the money either. He's oh, not. He's doing all right. No, 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 no. He's doing all right. As a head coach, though. What do you think the difference is for a Vance Joseph? Oh, my not God. Not like a Sean Payton. I'm saying Vance Joseph. Well, but. Huh. So if you're telling me Vance Joseph was up for that head coaching job, what they would have given him. So let's take yeah, what yeah. Sean Payton's getting off the table. Right, because that's a special circumstance. I would say Vance Joseph. I don't know. It's so hard because certain guys make so much. I would say Vance Joseph maybe would have gotten. A four-year deal for $12 million. All right. And then for defensive, if it was a four-year deal? Four years, $3 million. What was the first deal you gave me? Four years, 12? 12. Oh. All right. I, I'm I just throwing numbers out there. I don't that know. That makes sense. Still very Still nice making money. very good money, but not head coach money. You think defensive coordinators have anything in front of them when they're preparing their defenses? Yeah, they have that chart and the sheet. Of course they do. sheet, Jerry. Of course they do. With post-it notes on there. And post-it notes. That's exactly right. You know what I did think before we take a break? You know Mike Tannenbaum is on TV every day. (laughs) I only (laughs) I went to get a coffee in the back the other day. Yeah. And there's a TV on back there. It's on various channels depending on who else was back there. there he is. I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy's on TV still every day. And the bore, who I liked, but I know he was a bore, Eric Mangini's on TV often. Yeah, he's boring. Isn't that something? Yeah. Goes to show, if you're in New York with the Jets or the Giants, you got yeah. a future in TV. Exactly. Or radio. For them, right, for because if you don't move and you're here already. You're here. The t- all the TV studios are here. It's easy to hire you. All right, 518, running a little late. We take our first break of the hour. Boomer and Geo on a football Friday at 6 o'clock on the fan.